Hello, welcome to the Every Wise Woman Builds podcast. I'm Rebecca Love Doris, a wife, mother of eight, writer and graphic designer. And I'm Lexi Joy, her oldest girl, and I'm 10. And we're here to build a bridge between generations to encourage you to connect with wiser older women, soak up their knowledge, and then turn around and pass it to the next generation. We never want an older woman to say, I have nothing to offer. And we never want a younger woman to say, I have no one to teach me. So listen in as we find wise women and talk with them about how they've built their homes, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because any woman who's really wise knows there's plenty of ugly before the pretty happens. That's why in every show, Jesus is the hero. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He takes the bad and ugly and makes it good. This past Sunday, Lexi did something that she's never done before. I drove. Yeah, and you're how old? Ten. And she actually did a good job, even though I was pretty scared sitting next to her. It was just a parking lot. True. But what if I had told you to pull out onto the busy highway? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember how much trouble you had figuring out how hard to push the gas? Yes, Mom. Even though driving was exciting, that would have been terrifying, right? Yep. Well, um, when I was your age, somebody showed me something that's as exciting as driving a car before you try it. But once you try it, it's just pretty terrifying. Well, it's actually a chapter in the Bible called Proverbs 31. When I was just a little bit older than you, um, a teacher in church, Mrs. Shannon Cram, helped us to memorize verses 10 through 31. And it's all about the things a young man should look for when he's picking a wife. How is that terrifying? Well, um, each of the things in Proverbs 31 are wonderful. But once I actually became a wife, I realized how hard it really is. Let me show you. You read the verses and I'll tell you. Who can find a virtuous woman for her prices far above rubies? Rubies are hard to find. That's why they're valuable. And a virtuous woman is even more rare than that. So she's far more valuable than rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Um, Her husband doesn't mistrust her at all. Back in those days, whenever an army conquered an enemy, they would take the spoils from the people they conquered. Sometimes they'd even take um, women. But a man who has a wife like this has no need of spoil. He doesn't need to take anything from anybody because he already has everything he needs. If he does take something from somebody else, it's not because he needs it. He has no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. You see, Lexi, how hard this is? She does him only good and not evil all the days of her life. Not just on the days when it's sunny and she had coffee and the kids are all being good. All the days of her life. Even the day she has a baby, she does him good. You see why this chapter feels for me like you trying to pull it out on the highway the other day? I'm afraid it's not going to happen. I wish it would, but I am far. As you know, I'm far from being this perfect. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's not lazy. She's making her own yarn and thread and linen. That hurts your fingers. She has tough hands and they're itching to work. She's, she is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. 
when people see her coming, they're excited because they know she's got good stuff with her and she's willing to go out of her way to get it. She's not going to settle for just convenience. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Oh, Lexi, you know how hard that is to get up while it's still night. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand, she planteth a vineyard. She's not sitting back waiting for other people to make business decisions for her. She studies something, she decides if it's a good investment, and she buys something knowing she will make more money. And then she gets to work. She's a studier, and she's not afraid of using a shovel. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She strengthens the parts of her body that allow her to serve her family. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She makes things and then she goes ahead and sells them. You know how scary that is, right? Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've made things and been afraid to sell them. When she sells something, she knows it's good. She's not trying to have this or that defect. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. You don't see her hands empty. She's working. She stretcheth out her hands to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She doesn't hold back from people who need it. She stretches her hand to the poor. She's not too good for the people others reject. She wants to help them. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself cover coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. She's a seamstress who spends time making sure her family and herself are well-dressed and comfortable. She's busy doing basic servant work for her family. And look how it pays off. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Men who sat in the gates were men who didn't have to slave all day because they weren't carrying the load alone. They were men who were respected because one look at their family and you knew they were special. And why were they special? Because of their woman. Lexi, if you grow up and you see a man who's risen far, look around for his woman and just see if she's not working hard behind the scenes. And don't ever be one of these women who wants to take a good man from the great woman who's helped him get there. She maketh fine linen and, linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles to the, unto the merchant. She sews and delivers her goods to the people who can sell them. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She's not weak. She's not silly. She's strong. She's classy. And she knows good times are coming, so she's not whiny. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. Lex, you know how far short I fall of that. This is one of the hardest things, to only speak with wisdom and kindness, no matter who pulls out in front of me at Kroger's or gets snippy with me. A lady like this is my hero. She is an absolute superwoman. She looketh well to the ways of her household and needeth not the bread of idleness. No mindless entertainment for her. She never grabs some easy food that requires no labor. Are you seeing how impossible this lady is to me? Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he pra praises, her. And, praises no, her. and no wonder. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. <laughs> Plenty of women can check off three, four, 
five of these characteristics. Like some women are really sweet and they only speak with kind words. And some ladies are really fit and strong and they're always girding their loins with strength. And some are amazing entrepreneurs and businesswomen. And some of them always get up early and, (laughs) you know, um, and you can do different things of these at different times in your life. But to do all of these things is pretty impossible, you know? Mm -hmm. Such a woman is indeed more precious than rubies. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. She shall be praised. It's so much easier for me to focus on my appearance than on actually becoming a wise, virtuous woman that makes the world a better place. But that's the kind of woman that gets the good life. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Okay, so you see how me trying to be that feels a lot like you trying to pull out on the highway as a 10-year-old who hasn't figured out yet how hard to push the gas. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe there are other ladies out there like me who've read Proverbs 31, and instead of feeling good about themselves, they go away from it feeling like a failure. And guess what? What? I think maybe that's exactly what God wants. What? Well, he did the same thing with the children of Israel. He gave them the law not because he thought they could keep it, but to show them they couldn't keep it. So he wanted them not to keep it? He didn't want them not to keep it, but he knew that it was his perfection was too hard for them to be able to keep, and he wanted to show them that because they thought that they could be everything that he wanted them to be, and he wanted to show them, you have no idea how perfect I am. So I'm saying maybe the Proverbs 31 woman is something like that. She's an example to us of how perfect we aren't and how much we need Jesus as women. Okay. Like, um, the Bible says the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. The law was like a schoolmaster to teach the children of Israel that they could never deserve God's love. Once they were finally convinced that they could never keep all those commandments, then they're ready for a Savior. So maybe as women, we need a special example of what a true virtuous woman is so that as women, we can see that we too need a savior. Many people think because women naturally feel things deeply, we're more spiritual and more holy than men. But a chapter like Proverbs 31 shows us that it takes a whole lot more than lofty feelings to be a good woman. It takes a crazy amount of hard blister popping work. Oh, And the good news is that there is a Savior. He did come to earth, and He showed us that He can take the lowest of women and make her into a valuable trophy of grace. And just like He can transform any of us through His grace so that we have His law written on our hearts, He can change any lazy, grumpy woman into a treasure more precious than rubies. Oh, okay, I get it. He does this through his bride, the church. Through the church, the impossibility of being a Proverbs 31 woman becomes possible through Titus chapter 2. What's that? Um, Well, I'll just read it to you. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. That means that their behavior makes holiness look becoming or beautiful. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, 
to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. I believe that it's pretty much impossible to be the kind of virtuous woman that Proverbs tells young men to search for. But because of Jesus, through the church that he purchased with his own blood, it becomes possible as aged women obey Titus chapter 2. And when the aged women obey Titus 2, the younger women become virtuous. Right. And then young men find those wives that will make society a completely different place. And it all starts with old ladies. <laughs> yes. It all starts with old ladies. That actually makes me excited about getting old. Everything depends on older ladies. The whole fabric of society is <laughs> built around older ladies. So I can't wait to study each of the things that we need to learn before we become older ladies so that when we are those aged women, we're able to pass on what we've been given. Please remind me, Lexi, when I get worked up over getting older, that it's an honor to be one of those aged women, especially when I want about my wrinkles. Thanks for joining us for Every Wise Woman Builds. Don't forget to check out the show notes at www.everywisewomanbuilds.com. And also make sure to like us on Facebook and follow our Instagram at Every Wise Woman Builds. God bless. We hope you have a great week as you turn your heart toward home.